Hey guys, you are listening to the Sports Dive. I am Mike D with Ron. Week five in the books, moving on to week six. Hey everybody, thanks again for listening to the Sports Dive. Already week six, this thing's just flying by and it's been going pretty slow for me and my 49ers, but let's go ahead and recap a little bit and get to these games. Yeah, it's been going a little bit slow for me on my picks. Well, at least on um, the unit picks. So last week we started a new format. We gave three picks, which we wagered a number of units, one being the minimum, five being the maximum. Um, last week, a bit of a struggle. We My three games were Panthers minus three. Or excuse me, that's this week. Ravens minus two, Oakland minus three and a half, and Bengals minus one and a half. So I was 0-3. What about you, Ron? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I went big on the Bengals, put five units on that. Of course, I lost that. But I ended up breaking even with the Vikings covering for me and getting the win. And the uh, Bills, they were an underdog. And I put two units on that one, three units on the Vikings. It was an even week for me. But overall, on all my picks, I went 6-6. Six and six. But it's about the, like we were talking about last week, it's about the picks that you actually bet on. Yeah, unfortunately for me, I was uh, down seven units now, so, or, or nine units actually. And uh, we need a little bit of a comeback this week so I, there's some good games this week some bad games this week but um overall I was eight and four for my picks total last week so overall I had a pretty good week but not the ones that I picked yeah so. see once again it's about the ones that you actually put your money lay your money down on and unfortunately we both struggled in that area with real life money but in units I'm even <laughs> yeah I, in real life money I'm actually pretty even but in units I am down so let, let's um <laughs> Anything from week five last week you want to talk about real quick before we move before we jump straight into the games for week six? Um, nothing, nothing too surprising I think happened except the Bengals getting demolished. They were got gashed by Ezekiel. That's just an outstanding front front line that the Cowboys have. So I guess they can't be really too surprised. But the way the Bengals couldn't move the ball, they got it into plus territory almost every drive, but stalled on their forty yard line every time. Um, Missed a couple of field goal kicks. I could have kept it close. Well, you know, I once heard Mike Lombardi, um, who worked for the Patriots, who also GM around the league a few times. He once called quarterbacks, these types of quarterbacks, Andy Dalton be one of them, 20-20 guys, where they can get you from the 20-yard line to the other 20-yard line, but they can't get you in the end zone. And I think we're continuing to see that with Andy Dalton. Yeah, like he has, he has that... Uh... That label on him now unfortunately but you you still depend on your kicker to make some of those kicks and to be able to get those points on the board because with those points on the board it doesn't give the Cowboys that field position that they shouldn't have had so it, it works both ways it it all it all goes into one so they just didn't come out to play that game they probably thought they were gonna have it easy Steelers looked good um, you called this Broncos um, losing to Atlanta that was a good call by yourself I loved um, Atlanta's game plan on that, getting Coleman on a linebacker the whole game and scorched. Yeah, I mean, from the get-go, they they knew that they could throw underneath on on um, on Denver and, and that they just hammered that all game long and ran the ball well. Dante Freeman had 23 attempts for 88 yards. I mean, they just basically took the short plays that the, the Denver Broncos were willing to give them. Yeah. So that's basically what they did. Um, Panthers lost again. They no longer have anything in common with the Cardinals. They have a lot in common with the 49ers, both 1-4. and four. 
with the 49ers being the Panthers' only win. Yeah, I. this might be the worst Super Bowl hangover in recent history for the Panthers. I mean, obviously having Cam back will help this week, and, and we'll talk about that. But, but after losing the Super Bowl, I mean, typically, you like we've talked about many times before, you see some some drop off but change in wins they're minus they're on pace to be minus 12 in the win differential this from this year from this year to last year uh the average points differential at the moment right now is minus 167 uh, points well it's a 166.7 points i mean what happened to this panthers team yeah, um, it's a good question. I think everybody's wondering what's going on with them at this point. They they have another uh, difficult game coming up this week. Let's see if Carolina and Cam Newton can get anything going. It's going to be a difficult environment up in New Orleans. This one's on the road. Um, New Orleans is still going to have that crowd. And the only thing that they don't have is a defense, So, which Carolina looks like they, they don't have a defense either. So this should be a high-scoring game. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so you want to just go straight into the Thursday game? Yeah, let's go ahead and jump right into these games. All righty. Let's um, once again, week six, we have two teams on a bye week: Buccaneers, Vikings. So undefeated Vikings. So let's uh, let's move on to the Thursday game: Broncos in San Diego. Broncos favored on the road minus three. Yeah, it's a it's a short week, but Simeon should be back for this game. Um, we all saw. Their quarterback, which was a rookie in Lynch, played like a rookie, and Denver suffered for for that. Defense didn't show up like they usually do, which was surprising. Atlanta had a beautiful game plan going up against them, but for this game, I like the Broncos going in, getting Trevor Simeon back, giving a little spark back to uh, the whole Broncos team, and I think they go in and, and get a win over uh, Felipe. Yeah, unfortunately for this Denver team, uh Fortunately for this Denver team, I should say, you know, they get the, their quarterback back. I mean, like you said, we saw why Patson Lynch didn't win this job to begin with. He was a little bit slow on his reads, um, questionable decision-making in this last game. But, you know, with this Denver D, I, I'm going to go with Denver, too. I'm going to take the points on the road. I mean, Chargers home crowd isn't really even a Chargers home crowd at this point. Even though it's a Thursday night game, we'll probably get a heavily mix between Broncos and Chargers fans. So, unfortunately for Philip Rivers here, he doesn't have any help, but continues to lose games in the weirdest fashion. On a botched field goal where the the holder couldn't hold the snap, and it was a good snap. It's just getting hilarious at this point. It's like uh, they're the Browns of the West Coast. They just find a new way to lose every single game. Philip Rivers played incredible again, 359 yards, four touchdowns. So you know he's going to find his receivers and he's going to get the ball to the open man and spread that ball around. But it's just, is the defense going to be able to hold and is the kicker going to make any kicks? Well, and that's that's the main issue here is, I mean, this Charger team has had leads, blown leads, fumbles, missed field goals. I mean, this team really should be... Three and two, maybe two and three. They should at least have one extra win under their belt. Um, 
unfortunately for Philip Rivers, he's having another MVP like year that's going to get overlooked because of this record. Well, yeah, like I said, you're not going to get MVP if if you're on a losing team. No, no matter how unfair that may seem, but in the end, you really don't deserve it if you can't get your team the ultimate goal, which is a victory. Yeah, so I'm I'm with you. I'm taking the Broncos minus three. Um, definitely uh, like them on the road here. So uh, let's move on to the Sunday games. First Sunday game. Hallelujah. Cap is back. Cap is back. 49ers on the road in Buffalo. Buffalo getting minus seven and a half. Buffalo getting minus seven and a half. And it's, it's a tough game for them to throw Kaepernick into. It's an East Coast travel, West Coast to East Coast. You're basically throwing him out to the Wolves. And the redone contract, it's got to be a relief off his mind. And I know it's going to be a relief for the 49ers, but... The thing about this contract is he gets the same money. It's all guaranteed this month, this year. But he can void his own contract after this year, become a free agent. So he's basically auditioning for all the other teams. Because if he does well, the 49ers cannot place the franchise tag on him. They they have him signed for next year. But Kaepernick can say, fuck you guys. I'm out of here for treating me like a dirtbag all this time. And he can take his talents to wherever he wants. Yeah, this is really, I mean, he restructured his contract really so he can audition for another team. And that's what was the end goal. But but if he doesn't get the money, the 49ers have him under contract, but it's for the same thing, 14 and a half, with none of it guaranteed. So they can actually let, let him, if he decides to stay, he can play next year. And if he gets hurt, they can cut him at any time. No guaranteed money. So I guess it's a win-win for both teams. But if you're going to let Kaepernick play now on your – you might probably start winning a couple of these games here and there. You're going to basically play yourself out of a top five pick. Yeah. Well, I know there's some concerns about 49er fans about playing yourself out of top five pick and drafting a future quarterback. But as we've seen by these rookies around this league this season and last season, you don't need a top five pick to draft a quarterback. Right. You don't need it for a quarterback, but... We could use a lot of help on the defensive line. We could use another offensive lineman. We could use help all over the place. So that top five pick, you're going to get a stud. And I really like the um, the outside linebacker from, from Texas A&M and Garrett. Yeah, yeah, that, so, that would be a good one. So I don't know. But back to, back to this game, it's going to be tough sledding for the 49ers. Bills seem like they're coming together. They have the number one rushing offense, I believe. So... 49ers have the worst rushing defense. It's gonna be it's gonna be a tough game for the 49ers to get ahead. They're gonna to have to play keep away, keep the ball away from the Bills, and get some drives going and convert some first downs. Captain, all this talking for off the field. Let's see what he can do on the field. Exactly. Um, the Bills here. I mean, can you tell me who leads the league in sacks right now? No, it better not be the Bills. Well. Lorenzo Alexander, one of the Buffalo linemen, is one of the lead leaguers in sacks right now. Who is this guy? He's basically a journeyman that's been around the league for a few years. That just shows you how great Rex Ryan is, is drawing up his defense. Yeah, it's scheme. It, He's it, scheming it up. It is scheme. So this is going to be a really tough game for Cap on his first game back. So, you know, a lot of people who, who are going to doubt him, especially with all the controversy he's he saw as if he has a bad game, they're going to jump right on that. But... I mean, I like Buffalo to win this game here. LaShawn McCoy looks like the LaShawn McCoy of old. Shady is back. Yeah, Shady's always been shady. They just didn't give him the ball enough. And it looks like 
Greg Roman was was the problem. Well, we could have told you that. <laughs> so, but, but yeah, but I'm taking the 49ers in this game. I think Cap's going to bring a spark to the team. That they're going to play a little bit a little bit harder for them to try to get them a win this week. And Tyrod Taylor's not blazing. He's no. not blazing. He's not taking the league by storm with only 124 passing yards. What what gets this team going is LaShawn McCoy with his 18 rushes for 150 yards. So the defense is going to have to come, put their big boy pants on, plug the gaps, and stop LaShawn McCoy, and you give your chance yourself a chance to win this game. Yeah, I like the Bills to win the game just because it's the dreaded East Coast or West Coast to East Coast, especially Buffalo. It's, it's a hard town to get to. It's not, uh, and it's an early game. Didn't do any the 49ers didn't do cap any favors there. At least it's not not a later in the year, and it should be some pretty good weather. So at least they lucked out on that part of it. But I like the spread here for the 49ers. I'm a t- I'll take the 49ers plus a seven and a half. So. Yeah, I think this will actually be a game that I teased up. I don't think the Bills have enough firepower to put it up, to get to win by 14 points um, in this game unless LaShawn McCoy goes off again. Or So that's the that's the only way I can see this getting really out of hand. But I think the 49ers should keep it close and hopefully ultimately come out with the win. I'm going to roll with our boys this week and go with the 49ers. Sounds good. Um, all right, next game is uh, Philadelphia Eagles. In Washington, Washington favorite, or, or excuse me, Washington home dog here, plus two and a half. I like the Eagles here. The Eagles, uh, I'm not worried about wins. He threw his first pick of the season last year on that drive. It was an ugly pick, too. It was an ugly pick, I'll give you that. But, you know, he, he was trying to make his team come back, and, and uh, I'm not too worried about him. I think the rookie rebounds here. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I like, Car- I like Carson Wentz and the Eagles to win this game. They, they're going to need it. They're tied right now with the Redskins and the Cowboys for first place in the division. So they're gonna they're they're both playing for this win. So I think they're going to go in a little extra motivated for this. The only thing I don't understand is where is the Eagles rushing game? Ryan Matthews has 44 rushing attempts for only 146 yards. No, that's, I mean... And that ugly fumble. Yeah, that the, cost them the game. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, that's definitely something they need to work on. As I guess you just give it to the rookie, and he, they've been trusting the rookie. You know, this defense here, Jim Schwartz has has really ramped up this defense, giving giving them great field position, getting turnovers, and I think that's been to the key the the key to the Eagles is just this defense. Yeah, definitely. Well, for the Redskins side, Kirk Cousins is getting that ball around again. Um, he's starting to come around. The, the defense has actually picked up a little bit. So they actually surprised me last week getting that getting that victory. I didn't think that they were going to be able to pull that off. But they went in there, they played hard, and they, they did what they needed to do. Yeah, for me personally, as someone who watched a little bit of that Ravens game, I just think the Ravens really struggled to move the ball in the second half, and, and that was the issue. Uh, Joey Flacco, he just doesn't have any weapons. He, Other than Mike Wallace, who ended up getting injured in that game, so, I mean, I think it was just more of an indication of the Ravens not being able to move the ball than, than the Redskins doing anything particularly well. Uh, Cousins did move the ball extremely well. Uh, he ended. Well, the linebacker Mosley picked Cousins off, was about to make it a pick six, and fumbles into the end zone. And what did I tell you what cost me on Saturday was that fumble into the end zone? Yeah. Instead of scoring the touchdown, he. Stupid dude from Texas A&M fumbles. Great hustle play by Tennessee, but the guy comes from behind him, punches the ball out, 
because the guy slows down instead of hurrying up and scoring the touchdown. This one, this guy didn't even get touched. Moses is running towards the end zone, tries to leap for the goal line, and loses the ball by himself. How idiotic do you have to be to not hang on to the ball and provide your team a much-needed win? I knew you'd work in that Texas A&M thing somewhere. <laughs> oh, yeah, I had to. I had to. But I, I do like the Eagles for this game. Um, minus minus three. So I, I think they go in there. It's they're not. It's not far travel. East coast, east coast. Um, I think they they get their defense ramped back up, and they should be able to pull out a victory in this one. Yeah, I'm with you on this one, and we agree on this one. Let's move on here. Titans at home, minus seven against the Browns. I mean, DeMarco Murray, he's looking like the old DeMarco Murray. He's running strong, running downhill. This is a guy who, when he was in Dallas, over 300 attempts for the season, ran the ball extremely well. I mean, he was banged up last season. I like the Titans here. I think they can run the ball well. I had him last week taking, uh, beating um, Miami, and they came through for me. So I'm going to roll with the Titans again this week, minus seven on at home. Yeah, I'm with you. I like the Titans in this game basically just because it's the Browns. The Browns find a new way each and every week to lose a game. Um, like I said last week, they were going to get pounded by New England. They ended up getting pounded by New England. Um, the Titans, it should be a closer game, but I do ultimately believe the Titans do get the victory. I'm not so sure about the point spreads or anything like that, but I do think the Titans win. I'm going to go with them. Murray is starting to run that ball better, and Mariota just needs to stay away from those critical mistakes that he seems to make almost every game. Yeah, unfortunately for Mariota, outside of Murray and Delaney Walker, he doesn't really have many other options, so that's kind of preventing him from from making good reads. Um, they just need to get more talent around him. He's still in a regression from, from last season to this season, but... But uh, I just I just keep feeding Murray the ball, and that solves your problems. I, I agree here. I'll take the Titans. I don't know if I would bet on the spread here, but I'm definitely taking the Titans to win. So uh, Let's move on here. Next game, another division game. The Saints at home. Home dogs here, plus three against the Panthers. One in four Panthers. I, I like I like the Saints not to win this game, but I like the Saints as a, as a team coming off of bye week. Um, Drew Brees plays really well inside of the Dome, so I'm looking for him to have a big game. They need to get Brandon Cooks back involved in this offense if they want to get any room in their running game. Uh, Mark Ingram only has 221 yards. Yes, they've already had a bye week, but in four games, they only have 200 yards. That's not that's not uh, good at all. So Drew Brees, look for him to have another big game. He's slinging that rock around, but I think Cam Newton and the Panthers are going to be too much this week. Uh, they desperately need a win to have any hopes of coming back or maybe even for a wild card. They're in must-win situations from here on out. Yeah, unfortunately for for this team, their running game is also a struggle. I mean, obviously, Cam, having Cam back this week will be a great asset, but they got to get the running game going. Fozzie Whitaker has been their primary rusher. I mean, yeah, I and that's not going to cut it. That's not going to cut it. So, Riverboat Ron, what was he doing last week calling those timeouts? I, I, did I you, didn't watch the game. So, you didn't see this game. So, he, Tampa Bay was driving and uh, with less than two minutes left. And Ron Rivers calls a timeout to give Tampa Bay more time after they get a first down. So, instead of forcing Tampa Bay to waste their timeout, Ron, Riverboat Ron calls a timeout. 
I guess he would what Gruden and and the other guy I can't think of his name were were trying to justify by saying maybe he was trying to give his his defense more time and he trusts his defense to make a stop here, but. You gotta force you gotta force Tampa Bay to burn their timeouts. You can't call a timeout on defense after a first down and give give the offense a free stop in play. Was this an overtime? No, this well, it wasn't. Wasn't it was, a, it, was, it was a fourth quarter with less than two minutes left. The Tampa Bay was driving. Yeah, they they that's a blunder on on uh that's poor time management on on Ron Rivera right there, but. Yeah, I would take it. I took it because I had Tampa Bay plus six, so <laughs> so I was happy to see that. But I'm just like, dude, what are you doing? Right. So, but uh, I'm with you. I'll take I'll take um, Carolina here minus three. They desperately need a win. The Saints defense can't cover anyone, so I look for Cam to have a breakout game, come back healthy, nice and healthy. Did you see the picture of him riding around the seg- on the Segway in traffic? I didn't. So this this picture was making around the rounds. Uh, la- uh, maybe on Sunday or maybe Monday where you have Cam Newton who he's in like a little scooter thing that looks kind of like a Segway or something mm-hmm. in traffic with not, not, not wearing a helmet. And he's a guy who's in concussion protocol from last season Jeez. and he's in traffic driving around without a helmet. Jeez. <laughs> Sounds like he did get a couple of screws knocked loose during that last game. So I don't know. Cam Cam's just to me, he's just a big, a big dummy. <laughs> I, I don't really like him. So, I'm really happy he's having a down year. Yeah. Anyways, let's go ahead and move on to the next game. We have the uh, Ravens going to the uh, New York Giants, the Big Blue. Who do you like in this game, Mike, and why? I'm going to take the Ravens on the road here. Just This is this is, this is game is kind of um, a big question mark for me. It would mostly be a stay away, but obviously I'm going to pick someone here, but... These are both teams that are that are struggling to move the ball. That are the Giants' defense actually isn't even playing that well either. But at least the Ravens' defense is playing well. The Giants have no running game. <laughs> Eli's. How many yards does your leading rusher have? hundred and eleven. I don't. Is that? I thought when I first looked at that stat, I thought it was last week, and then I realized it was for the season. What? A hundred and eleven yards is their leading rusher with Darkwa. Yeah, Darkwa. I mean, Odell Beckham. At least Odell Beckham had had a. I believe he had a touchdown last game, so at least he showed up a little bit. I, His first touchdown of the season. Yeah, the Giants had a backdoor cover last week, or a push at least, which which helped me because I had them in that game on the Sunday night. Uh, but Eli should have bought that half a point. I told you I was going to buy that half a point. Yeah, we should have bought the half a point. That we both should. You told me to buy. You told me you were going to buy it, and I didn't buy it either. But I oh, mean, well. and then on the Ravens side here, the Ravens can run the ball a little bit with with West. But... What West has come on? That's that's in two weeks, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, for the so, rookie. I, but... I really like uh, West and what he's been able to do, but I think in this game, I'm. I'm gonna take the Giants at home. They they desperately need a win. Also, um, Eli Manning's good. Eli Manning, bad. Eli Manning, mediocre. Eli Manning. You never know what you're gonna get. But the one thing I do know is that the Ravens have a really hard time of moving the ball. And like you were talking about, Andy Dalton. Um, Joe Flacco is turning into that 2020 guy. Also, so when you look across the board, Flacco and Eli Manning stats are almost identical. 
They both have about 1,300 yards passing. Both have five touchdowns. Both have four interceptions. It's going to be a defensive game, and what defense can make more plays. And for this week, I, I think it's going to be the Giants. Yeah, I can't argue with that logic there. Uh, I just like the Ravens to control the clock a little bit more with the rushing game. And, and unless the Giants can get that rushing game going, I just see this being a low-scoring, star, low grind-the-ball Grind the clock, and in that particular case, I'm going to take the Ravens here. So nice. I'll so take that's the one. We, that's one that uh, first one I think we disagreed on for the week. Yep. But um, I agree with you. Where if the Ravens do win this game, it's going to be because they were able to rush the ball. Same thing for the Giants. They're going to. I don't know about rushing, but they're going to have to convert their third downs, and uh, I, I just don't have any faith in their rushing game. So they're they, they're going to need something. They're going to have to keep keep rushing even if they don't get anything just to keep the pressure off of Eli but I think Eli's going to make a couple plays in this game but let's go ahead and move on Mike what's our next game uh we have Patriots at home minus nine against this Bengals team that frankly I completely no overrated show. they did they're not only no there must be something wrong with this team at this point in time I think it might be time for Marvin Lewis to go I think he's a good coach but he's just not getting the production out of the talent out of this Bengals team. This is a team that came off a really what should have been a playoff win, but you had some errors on defense with Bontes Burford getting flags that end up costing them that playoff game. They're just not a very disciplined team, and they struggle against the run. We saw that last week. Well, that was that's always been Bontes Burford's calling card. Is he's not a disciplined player. He's a great player when he's focused and zoned in, but. You, you can rattle him. He's he's like the Odell Beckham of a defense. You can get to him. You can make him have penalties. The thing that, that the Bengals aren't doing is getting into the end zone enough. And when they're not getting into the end zone, their kicker needs to absolutely make these field goals. Those are game-changing events where the other team takes over from the 40-yard line and it's short field. They pick up 20 yards, and their kicker's making a field goal. So they're going to need to do that, but the Patriots are going to be too much for them. They have the two tight end attack going again with Gronk and Bennett on, on the outsides. And you take you try to take away Gronk, Bennett gets, his, gets the touchdowns. You try to take away Bennett, Gronk goes off for 100 yards. So their two, touch, their two tight end attack is back. No, definitely. on the, the Patriots on the offside, first of all, we should say Tom Brady is back too, which I think opens up everything for this Patriot offense. But yes, the no tan line Brady's. No tan line Brady. No tan line Brady. You know, he's so back, he didn't even have to play in the fourth quarter. Well, he played a little bit, but I, he they, they take him out in the fourth they quarter? They took him out in the fourth quarter. I was wondering why he didn't pass 300 yards. Yeah, because Jimmy got some snaps in the fourth quarter. I had no idea. The, this, Are you serious? Yeah, this dude is in Italy for four weeks, shows up for three quarters, and then was like up by like 40 points. And flew back to Italy <laughs> after the third quarter, and now he's back. He probably barely came back today. Yeah, there was... Jeez. Yeah. So I mean, it shows the the hoodie and living and, the life. Did you see the quote about the when they asked Bill Belichick how was it having Tom Brady back? No, he really opened up. He really opened up Who, about it. How many words did he say? Five this time. He said it's good. Oh God, <laughs> yeah. Um, he's an intellectual guy. Yeah, I, Mark Twain of our time. Exactly. Well, and to go back to what you were saying for it seems like the Patriots kind of went the opposite of what most NFL offenses are doing. Instead of having the big wide receivers, they have the big two tight ends. And then they have these little guys just running all over the field on the outside, Amendola. Uh, Who the hell is Chris Hogan? 
I don't know who this kid is. This is what Bill Belichick does. This is what yeah. he does. He takes all these he takes all these uh, shifty shifty white guys that nobody's heard of and and shifty white guys. <laughs> and and it's, it's it, true. It's true. And then all of a sudden, you know, they're catching the ball for three hundred yards. And you know, what? I have to look this up. Do they have a black receiver? I don't know. I'm not. Yeah. I'm looking at. I need you to look can. at this. You can. I didn't mean to make really it a racial issue, but that. I mean, no, that's not a racial issue. I, <laughs> I don't care. But do they have any black wide receivers? The, he. I mean, you got Amidola. You got. Let what? me check this depth chart really quick. Pull up the video. But I, I'm, I'm looking at it right while, now. While so Chris Hogan's up, white. Yeah. Well. Edelman's so, white. Danny Amendola's white. Okay, their third their third, third wide, receiver wide receiver on the left side is is black, okay. But no receptions, no yards on the right side. Okay, Malcolm Mitchell. Malcolm Mitchell, there you go. Yeah, Malcolm Mitchell. But But he has no stats either. Yeah, that's what Belichick does. He I mean, that's what is all Crazy. Crazy. I mean, when he's when he's not signing murderers, that's never, what he does. Yeah, but I never realized that. But they also have the big bruiser uh, Blount rushing that ball and weakening up the defense, and when they get everybody sucked in, those tight ends just—they're—they're they're good. They're both good, and I really want to see the E60 that's coming out with the uh, Bennett brothers, Martellus Bennett and Michael Bennett. That I just watched a clip today, and they're going off, calling out Jay Cutler, calling out Goodell, calling out the whole NFL. It's—it's it's gonna be a good one. I—I I recommend everybody watch that. Yeah, that one will be interesting. I. I'm wondering how that'll turn out for the Patriot way of doing things, but well, just it cracks me up when Michael Bennett when they asked after they played the 49ers, Michael Bennett, they asked them uh, if there was any challenge with the offense, and they said, and he said, no, there was no challenge with Blaine as quarterback. Yeah, <laughs> how, I, I don't know, I don't know. But on this, on the go, to go back to the Bengals, one of the things that they struggle with on offense is. They really have A.J. Green and no one else. And we saw what happened. Dallas basically just took A.J. Green out of that game. And once that happened, they couldn't really rush the ball. And Andy Dalton really has no one else to throw to. So, I mean, I like the Patriots here. I like them to win this game. Minus nine, that's a bigger number. But I think that they could cover that as well. This game has teaser potential all over it. Uh, there's got to be another game as we move through the as we move through this to tease this game down to minus three and maybe throw in someone else. So we'll move on um, on this one here. But I like the the Tom Brady's to win and probably cover the nine too, but definitely in a teaser. Who you got? Uh, do you taking the Patriots then? Pats. Gotcha. Okay, just putting that on record. <laughs> so let's move on here to uh, Detroit Lions. I think this was a surprise of the week last year. Last week, Detroit Lions at home minus three against the Rams. I mean, Matt Stafford really moved the ball last week. They moved the ball last week, and one thing about it though is that they're playing the defense of their former head coach in Schwartz. Yeah. So they know they know the scheme. They know what he likes to do. They had a good game plan going into it, and to be honest, they stalled in the second half, and the Eagles pissed away that game. No, they, that's true. They, they had the game locked up, sealed signed delivered and ryan matthews fumbles the ball and they they can't recover from it no that's true that was true uh i like the i like the lions here at home this rams team still continues to struggle to score points 
on the road up in Detroit. I, I'll, I'll take the three here, and I'll take the Lions at home. This Rams front seven is still really good, though. So we'll see if Matt Stafford can move the ball and on, continue to move the ball well. Yeah, it's all it's all about the rushing game. If they they're able to get um, uh, some rushing, th- that opens up the game. If not, Matt Stafford is able to sling the ball around. They should be able to lock down Case Keenum after being able to lock down Carson Wentz for at least a half. Yeah, they're gonna need to create some turnovers again, um, get them in a good field position. But Gurley, once you lock down Gurley, Case Keenum can't make all the throws. So they're they're they really need to zone on that. But I agree with you on this one. I think the Lions do win this game, and the Rams slowly start fall start their fall back down to earth. Yeah, let's move on here. Uh, Bears at home minus two and a half. Jag over the Jaguars. I love the Jaguars in this game. Coming up, Blake Bortles coming off that London London victory. Brian Hoyer. Now I'm taking the, the Brian Hoyers. You're taking the Brian Hoyers. You laughed at me when you asked me who I was who I was gonna pick up for my fantasy this week, and I told you Brian Hoyer last week. Yeah, I did laugh Woo! at you, and he, and, he, and he went off. Yeah, what a pickup! What a pickup it was. One across the board every team, every league that I had Brian Hoyer in. I know there was a lot of people going, "What the hell?" <laughs> Brian Hoyer went off, scored him forty points. Yeah, Brian Hoyer went off, scored me forty points. 1,094 yards, six touchdowns, and all important, no interceptions. That That is a very important stat here. I think you're actually maybe talking me into the Bears here. <laughs> yeah, well, well, here's a little bit more. I'm going to take the Bears. I'm going to take them to cover this game. The Jaguars are coming off of a bye week, so they did have a little bit more prep time. But I, I just like the way that Jordan Howard has been rushing the ball. They, they need Alshon Jeffrey to get healthy. That's one big key is is when he's not healthy, you can tell he's he's playing hurt, and they need him to get back to the Alshon Jeffrey we all like to see and that we all know because Brian Hoyer will be able to get him the ball, but he needs to get himself open also. But Meredith um, stepped up for him big time last week. They had a chance to win that game. They came all the way back, tied the game, but they unfortunately they let Andrew Luck get out of uh, – Another loss that they should have had last week, and the Bears picked up that loss. But I like the Bears at home um, for this week against the Jaguars. You know what? You talked me into it. I forget that Blake Bortles is the quarterback of this Jaguar team. <laughs> yep, seven touchdowns, six interceptions. Not only on top of that, but as we've talked about previously, he struggles to score points in the first half of all games. And so this Jaguars team always has to play from behind. And I just don't except trust them. Except that London game. Well, except uh, the lesson game, London game. But that's because the Colts also struggle yeah. to score points in the first half. Yeah. And Luck always has to play from behind. Right. So there are two peas from the same pod there. Unfortunately for the Jaguars, a lot of this has to do with Blake Bortles. And unfortunately for the Colts, you know, Andrew Luck is your right. star. But but uh, I, I'm actually, I, you know, I think you talked me into the Bears. I think I'm going to switch my pick here and I'm going to go with the Bears. Pick switcher. Hey, hey, I haven't locked it in yet. And money's money. I'll, there you go. There I'll, you go. I'll take it. So, yeah, we both like the Bears on this game. Let's move on to the Dolphins at home against the Steelers. Uh, Steelers favored minus seven and a half here on the road in Miami. Tannehill's going to get another head coach fired, Mike. He He's a coach killer. He is a coach killer. When when do does do one of these coaches decide to sit this guy? Well, the problem, I know they just signed him to a, a huge contract, which we all don't know why. 
But when do you say, okay, enough's enough. We need to sit this guy down. He is costing them gains. Uh, he is – I don't even know if he's a 2020 guy. I think he he is a turnover machine is what he is. Uh, unfortunately for – for this Dolphins team, and if you're a Dolphins fan, you're right. They gave him, they just paid him, so I, they, he basically isn't going to go anywhere. I, I don't know what you do if you're you're the Dolphins here. I, this de- Dolphins defense, which teased us at the beginning of the season, looked good. Uh, that they've also spent a lot of money on, just hasn't really shown up either. So overall, if you're a Dolphins fan, things are looking pretty grim. I think you're already looking at mock drafts for 2017. Yeah, probably because I don't I don't know the language of of his contract. Maybe they can get out after this season or maybe the next season. But it's sad that you're gonna be stuck with this guy. I don't know who their backup is, but if they lose, they're gonna lose this game. I have the Steelers to win this game all day, and this is really good tease potential to go with that New England Patriots game. And there's a couple other that we'll talk about later. But the Steelers are going to come out and murder these cats. No, I agree here. I mean, we are. We saw a pissed-off Steelers team last week. They came out and just moved the ball extremely well. I think that one loss really woke up this Steelers team. I still think that they're one of the best, if not the best, team in in the AFC. I'm looking forward for that eventual Patriots-Steelers matchup. But until we get there, I just think the Steelers are going to start murdering people. Antonio Brown, he's going to continue twerking his way. (laughs) <laughs> all the way through the NFL. Well, well, they found another reliable receiver. It's like their receiver factory also. Um, is it Sammy Coates? Yeah. Jeez, that guy is fast. Not only what, – what, what I also like about this Steeler team is you have a coach in Mike Tomlin who is basically – he is free to do whatever he wants because he already has – two Super Bowl wins under his belt. So he can make those gutsy calls. He can go for it on fourth down. He can he he can make the gutsy calls and guess what? He's not gonna be questioned whether win or fail. So and then when you have a guy like Ben Roethlisberger, Yeah, I believe he has two Super Bowls. I know Bowl. I know he lost to the Packers. I, we might just have two appearances. Uh no, well, I'm not sure. Yeah. yeah I, it doesn't I, really matter. I think he has two Super Bowl. I know he has one. I think he has two. Yeah, I know two. he has one for sure. I think he has two Super Bowl wins. But um, anyways, because yeah, they won. Yeah, now I'm going to have to go back and look at that. But Yeah, I think but, they lost to the Packers in the Super Bowl. I, I know they haven't. he hasn't gone to three Super Bowls. Yeah, I'll have to Google that as we talk more. Yeah, it's, it's no big deal. We'll fact check that check that later. But... Go ahead, finish your finish your train of thought. Yeah, with, well, then you have you them. have Ben Roethlisberger here, who's playing extremely well now that he's healthy. I mean, he has 15 TDs, four interceptions, 1500 yards. I mean, he's throwing the ball all over the field. So when you have Big Ben, you have Antonio Brown. Once again, many times said said this many times before. The best one-two matchup in the game right now. I'm gonna take the Steelers all day. Yeah, well, the thing about the Steelers is that. I think the biggest thing is that they're keeping Ben upright. Yeah, definitely. If they can keep this guy healthy, they're going to be able to do this week in and week out. And Sammy Coates, six receptions, 139 yards, and two TDs. People are trying to, are trying to take away Antonio Brown. And if you do that, they just have this guy coming out of nowhere where they can get him the ball and he's able to catch it and he's doing whatever he needs to do with the thing also. So, yeah, I think the Steelers are going to go in have themselves a little bit of fish and get the hell out of there back to uh, 
Pittsburgh. So that enough said. That's enough with that game. So let's go ahead and move on. We have the. Uh, did you find your stat? I haven't yet, but um, no, I okay. think I think he might be right. I think he might only have one win as a coach. So I think he has, might have another Super Bowl win as an assistant, but one as a coach, one yeah, as a I'm head coach sure. of the Steelers. But anyways, let's move on here. Raiders at home minus one against the Chiefs. Is it me? I, I I think Vegas is wrong on this spread. I don't understand why this is only a pick 'em. I'm on the Raiders all day on this one. I am not taking the Raiders. What? I'm staying far away from the Raiders. I think they are the biggest pretenders in the league. I think in the entire league, they are the biggest pretenders. Let me let me tell you. Let me let me give you a little rundown really quick. Week one, they win thirty-five to thirty-four against the Saints. The Saints had that game. And they stole it by going for a two-point conversion. Good for them. Week two, they lost to Atlanta at home, which is Atlanta's a good team. I mean, Atlanta. 35 to 28, yeah. Okay. So 35 to 28. Week three at Tennessee, they win 17 to 10. And we all know Mariota gave that game away also. Week four, they should have lost. They, but they win 28-27 to 27 against the Ravens. The Ravens had that game also. Yeah, but that was that was a game on the road, though, if I believe that was in still, Baltimore, right? Still, yes, but these are all games they should have lost, and they find out they get a miraculous way. They're like the opposite Browns so far. They're finding a way to win where I don't think it's them. I think it's more luck than them actually pulling these wins out. And let's go to last week, 34-31 to 31 against San Diego at home. And we all know San Diego should have kicked that field goal. And they probably should have won this game also. How do you get a fourth and six, throw it up in the air, and Crabtree comes down with it for a touchdown? Because he's the crab man. I, I, I don't believe in them at all. I think they're the biggest pretenders in the league. I think Kansas City is going to go in there, give them a wake-up call, coming off of a bye week. I think they're going to go in. That defense, I think they're getting Houston back for this week. So they're going to go in ready. I, they they want to claim that spot that uh, Oakland has, and I think they're going to smack down, and they're going to show them who Big Brother is. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, on the flip side of this, too, I think the Chiefs do they get Jamal Charles back this week? Yes, they do. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a good point too. So, and I think he said that he's been running the ball extremely well too. He feels faster than he's ever ever been, and that was a quote from him yesterday, the day before, but. I mean, from the Raiders' side of this, I mean, this is a team, to quote Al Davis, just win, baby. And they are winning. <laughs> and a young, talented team. Now, you have to watch young teams when they're winning because they tend to get a little bit complacent. So, you, but I, Derek Carr is no longer the little brother Carr. This guy is a real quarterback in this league. And maybe even a top five quarterback in this league, the way he's been slinging the ball. You like you said, he they, he has two wide receivers that are on pace for over a thousand yards. Crabtree and Cooper, if they can get their running game going, which they're struggling the ball a little bit running, and they can get this front line, this front defensive line, getting with Khalil Mack going, which they've struggled a little bit on defense too. This Raiders team is a young, talented team. And unfortunately for Oakland fans, they're moving to Las Vegas because we're, we're seeing that <laughs> that a proposal for their stadium getting passed through. Um, yeah, I got I got approved. It got approved. So Oakland's gonna have to step up to the plate if they want to keep their team and their so-called good team when they have a uh, plus minus of only plus five points against what they've given up. 
that's a valid point. I still like the Raiders in this game. I think that they're going to show who who are the new daddies in town <laughs> of the of the division. And I, so like, you're not going to come and do a pick switcher? No, not on this <laughs> Raiders team. I'm with this Raider team. So not only of that, but real quick, just to kind of go through through their schedule for the next four games here. If they get this, if they get this Chiefs win, then they have the Jaguars, and then they have the Buccaneers and the Denver Broncos. So you could have a seven eight and one Raiders team going up against the Denver Broncos, which could be playing for the division right there. I think if they lose to Kansas City, they're gonna to lose to one of those games either at Jacksonville or at Tampa Bay. Yeah, two games on the road, both going to both East Coast, but I think this is the one that they're gonna stay over there. But still, I think if they lose this week to Kansas City, which I think they will they're going to end up losing one of those games at Tampa Bay or Jacksonville because they're going to get slapped back to reality. Okay, so we're different on that one. I'm taking Oakland here. You're taking uh, you're taking uh, the Chiefs. So we'll I'm taking the Chiefs big. Taking the Chiefs big. <laughs> taking a, that might be a five-unit game for you. We'll see when we get there. Yeah. So let's move on. Another afternoon game here. Seattle at home, minus 6.5 against the Atlanta Falcons. This might be the afternoon game of the week, although we have a couple of it is. good games here. What it is. If this is if if you're the Atlanta Falcons here, this is a statement game. There's still a lot of people who obviously don't think that you're for reals. You're giving up six and a half you're getting six and a half on the road in Seattle against that tough Seattle defense against that T- Seattle twelfth man crowd, whatever you want to call it. I don't think it's so much as no disrespect. I think it's there's a lot of factors going into it. I don't know if the Falcons stayed on the West Coast for this game. Probably yeah. not. You I don't think, think they did. did. I don't think they yeah. did, yeah. Probably not is, is just my guess. Um, Seahawks are coming off of a bye week, so extra rest. Um, if they didn't stay, Falcons traveling again across. So two back-to-back. Um, so I, I, I kind of agree with this line. I think the Seahawks are going to are going to win this game. They've had the extra rest. I think they shut down the uh, rushing game. The passing game is going to be tough. They're going to have um, Sherman on Julio Jones, or maybe they just line Julio Jones up on the other side and try to get him the ball. But they're going to need to find some matchups with uh, Coleman or Freeman again if they want to uh, have any chance winning this game. But I think uh, Seahawks play a little bit of ball control, get Christine Michael going, Russell Wilson does a little razzle-dazzle, gets the ball, spreads it around, and I don't know if they cover this 6.5, but I do like the Seahawks to win this game. But I think it's a good game. No, it's going to be a great game. I, you know, I'm going to go the opposite you. I think down at Atlanta Falcons. I'm riding this Atlanta Falcons train. I've been riding them for the last few games. I'm definitely taking You haven't ridden them with any money? Not, not officially. No, not on the <laughs> picks. I've ridden them with money outside of the picks, but... But yeah, no. I, in fact, but they will. They are on my list to be a unit game this week. You you called that that game last week, Mike. Yeah. Atlanta and Denver. You could have made some ching. I didn't bet on them here on on officially on the podcast, but I did have some some action on them. Um, oh, did you? I, I asked you, and you said no. No, I thought I you said you thought. I thought you said you wish you bet it. No, um, I said I wish bad. I bet more. Oh, I should have. I took the points, and I actually thought about taking the money line. My bad, and I, my bad. And I wish I would have taken that. No, I, I'm definitely riding the six and a half on this one. In fact, I like the idea of teasing this one up, like you were saying earlier too. Is maybe throw this one in a teaser up, or just because I still don't trust the Seattle team to score. Yeah, points. I don't think they blow them out. No, definitely. So I'm taking the six and a half here. 
I'm taking Atlanta to win. I'm gonna I'm gonna ride this Atlanta train until the Matty Ice train cools off. I I like their running game. I like what they're doing on the ground. I I to me Seattle they haven't really played anybody. They've they played a Jets team which we found out was mediocre. Uh, they've played a 49er team. Lost to the Rams. Lost to the Rams, and and barely won against Miami. Miami. So who has the Seattle team played? They still have a, a really banged up, well, not banged up, but their offensive line is still questionable. I the Granted, the Atlanta's defense is nothing to write home about, but I just think that, I just wonder if if the Seattle defense can shut down the Falcons enough to, to win this game. Yeah, if, if Seattle can keep, keep Atlanta to under 20 points, then I see Seattle winning this game. But it's going to be a low-scoring, grinded-out game. I'm definitely taking Atlanta to cover the six and a half here. Yeah, I'm. I like uh, it to be a close game. I think Seattle ultimately pulls out the victory at home. A lot of crowd noise. Um, play some ball control. Keep it out. Keep it away from from Matt Ryan. When the 49ers were were in their heyday a couple years ago, they were keeping that ball away from Matt Ryan in that NFC Championship game that led them to to the Super Bowl. And then um, a couple years ago, at a pick at the stick, they kept the ball again away from Matt Ryan. So that that's that's the thing you're gonna have to do. You're gonna have to lean on this uh, Atlanta's defense because they're not that good. They just lost Sean Weatherspoon, their middle linebacker, for the yep. rest of the year. Torn Achilles also, unfortunately, for them. So I think Seattle's going to play the ball control, run the ball a lot with Christine Michael, and get uh, Rawls involved here and there also. But So I, I like Seattle. I don't think it's a blowout, so it's great teaser potential for either an up or down, depending on which team you like. Yeah, I'm with you on that one here. But I'm going to take the Falcons on the road here. I think they continue to impress and and – um, I'm definitely taking six and a half, like I said. So let's move on here to the Cowboys Packers game. Cow uh, Packers at home minus the four. I like the Packers here coming to four. I'm still not a believer of this Cowboys team. I'm not sure if they're getting. I'm assuming they're getting Dex um, Des back, but I'm not a hundred. I have no idea. I think he's still he's still injured, but so but he'll be a game time decision. So Ezekiel Elliott, this kid just keeps getting better. But he was playing leading a, rusher, definitely, and he was he was playing a mediocre to non-existing run game against the Bengals last week. So don't Cowboy fans settle down. Jerry Jones, settle <laughs> simmer down. down. I, simmer down. Yeah, I think they cut to Jerry Jones up in the booth, and we saw his vinegar strokes at one point. <laughs> I, I I stopped watching the game after. It started getting depressing for me because of of the uh, bet factors and stuff like that. But they are treating this rookie, Ezekiel Elliott, like they treated DeMarco Murray. And he's getting about 28, 29, 30 touches a game. So they better ride this gravy train while they can because he's absorbing a lot of hits. And in a couple weeks, I wouldn't be surprised if he starts to wear down a little bit. Well, if you're the Cowboys here, why don't why don't you give Alfred Morris the ball a little bit more just so he doesn't slow down. Yeah, you're, you're going to have to do that. You're going to have to start mixing it up a, a little bit. Ezekiel's young. Yeah, he can he can probably take the punishment, but you want this guy to last. This guy has all-star potential. You want him to last throughout his career to be able to play every year and not start breaking down. But 
as you were saying, I do like the Packers in this game. I think Aaron Rodgers exposes and takes care of that uh, weak Dallas defense the way that um, show them Cincinnati what they should have done. Um, Eddie Lacy is going to be able to run the ball a little bit there, um, try to take it up the middle, do some swings out James with James Starks. The, the one factor, I like how they got Cobb, and I was calling for it. They need to get Cobb back involved in the offense. They did that. He got injured on towards the end of the game. He looks checking checking out fine. He looks like he's going to be able to play, but they need to keep that going because it just frees up Jordy Nelson also. Yeah, and I think that if you're a Green Bay Packers fan or if you're betting on this game, your concern about the Packers is is that they're a little bit slow on offense still. And we saw that last last week. Aaron Rodgers does Aaron Rodgers-type things, and which can lead to picks sometimes, but... You know, I, he's still Aaron Rodgers, and I'm going to take Aaron Rodgers at home over a rookie QB at any point in time. Now, if you're Dallas, I don't know if you saw this. You saw Jerry Jones come out one day and say, oh, yeah, Tef- Romo's definitely our starting quarterback. And then the next game was like, oh, well, kind of, sort of, maybe he's a starting quarterback when he comes back. So if you're Cowboy fans, I'm not sure what you're rooting for here. If you're if you're rooting for... I think they give it to him. I think they give back. When Romo comes back, they're going to let him play. Well, we've seen plenty of times before where injury does not keep your job anymore. I mean, it happened to Alex Smith. I mean, it's happened to a few quarterbacks around in this league. So Yeah, it's, ha- it's happened before, but Jerry Jones has Tony Romo up his bosom. So I think when he comes back, it's only going to be for a game, maybe two anyways. Romo's going to get hurt again. We all know the storyline. And the thing that I love about it is Dak's probably going to have to come back in and be rusty. Yeah, definitely. I'm not a cowboy lover, so, uh, uh, but I like the Packers here at at home minus the four. I'm taking it here. I, I believe in Aaron Rodgers. So yes, well, we're relax. gonna learn. Yeah, we're gonna learn a little bit about this uh, Cowboys team coming up because they have Green Bay this week in Green Bay. Next game is Philadelphia. They have an easy one at Cleveland. Cleveland at Cleveland. Cleveland can maybe keep it close. Let's see what happens there. But then at Pittsburgh, Baltimore. And then Washington at Minnesota. So they're going to have a pretty tough schedule coming up. Let's see what they can do um, in yeah. these next couple of games. That's going to tell us if they're a pretender or or if they're really a contender. Yeah, well, d- hopefully Des will be back this week. We're almost expected to be back by the after the bye week. So we'll see how the Cowboys do. Uh, let's move on here. Sunday, that was the last afternoon game. Sunday night game, Texans. What a lousy game. Well, I was just about to say this. Texans at home, minus three against the Colts. We keep hearing about how the NFL ratings are down, especially in the primetime games. Can These we are start horrible fle- matchups. Can we start flexing games already? Seriously, because, I mean... I, you, I think it's after this week. I think it's after week six they can start flexing games out. Well, they're going to need to because this is, this is the true reason why the ratings are down. Everybody wants to talk about, oh, the protests and all this stuff. And Who it's, cares if ratings are down? Revenue's not down. No, that's true. That's the true. NFL's getting paid no matter what. No. Oh, the networks are losing money? Who gives a damn? Well, Because the NFL's getting their check no matter what because these networks signed to in order to broadcast these games. So NFL doesn't care. Revenue's up for them. Yeah, it, no, you're right. You're 100% right about that. But I think this, the core issue is that these are lousy games. and not yeah, ha- it they're lousy. Have, it doesn't have anything to do with with concussions or, or uh, kneeling protests. For, kneeling, kneeling for a national anthem. They're just lousy games. It yeah. was a lousy state of the games. Um, so, yeah, the Texans, I, I'm actually going to go with the Colts on this game. I... 
I still don't tr trust Brock Osweiler. This guy was a disaster, so has been a disaster so far. They gave him forty something million dollars in guaranteed money. I didn't realize this until the story. They're stuck with them. Well, they're stuck with them. But not only that, but I didn't realize this until the stories started popping up this week. They signed this kid without even meeting him in person first. <laughs> they signed him to a contract without even meeting him in person. Sounds like a uh, Texan thing to do. I mean, they were just so needy for a decent quarterback that... Why don't they throw a little bit of money? Well, yeah, I guess not. I was going to say, why don't they throw a little bit of money at Fitzpatrick? I, w I would have taken a short-term Fitzpatrick contract over, over a long-term Brock Osweiler. I think the Jets did well, a smart thing. Well, I think they thing. only signed a three-year, right? But they did give him a lot of money. Yeah, I think well, they I think it's only it's like seventy eight million for three years. Some ridiculous forty something million Shit. guaranteed. Where yeah. meanwhile Fitzpatrick is playing on a one year twelve thing, million twelve million dollar. I would have taken Fitzpatrick over, but let's talk about this real quick. Lamar Miller unfortunately can't run the ball because they're because st they're stacking the box, just daring the daring Houston to throw. He has Don, Don, Hopkins and Will Fuller. I. He still can't get them the ball. So well, anytime you have more interceptions than you have touchdowns, it's not a good sign. Yeah, and, and then on the flip side with the Colts team, this, this Colts team still can't guard Andrew Luck. They can't keep him upright. I'm I'm scared and he's for. He's still Andrew. going off though. He's still going off because he has I mean, cause to. Because it's Andrew Luck. Well, it's Andrew Luck. I mean, I'm scared for this they just guy's need safety. A little bit of defense. Yeah, I'm not screw Andrew Luck. <laughs> <laughs> but they need. He has 10 touchdowns and only three interceptions. They need to keep him upright. They need more out of the running game. Gordon needs to get his old ass in gear and start giving them a little bit more. And maybe that would stop the rush from just keening, honing in on Andrew Luck. But the thing about this is it's their defense. They don't get any field position because they're always having to start with the kickoff and get lousy return yardage. They don't get any good field position, but... I'm going to take the Colts in this game. I don't have any faith in Brock Osweiler anymore. He has some all-stars outside on the uh, receiver, wide receiver positions, and he cannot do it. Lamar Miller, everyone's saying, oh, Lamar Miller, he's going to break out. Nope, I'm glad I stayed away. This guy is horrible. Um, I don't, well, he might not be horrible, but like you said, they do key in on him He's he's because he's their bread and butter. So Colts all the way. This is going to be a snoozer game. I might tune out and, and watch uh, – the voice. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking the Colts here plus a three. So, um, let's. Is there any baseball this weekend? Uh, I think there might. We need the Dodgers to win tomorrow. Yeah, we do need the Dodgers to win. I actually, Jesus. I actually think if did they... you see the Giants blow that game last night? Yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean, that clutch Giants myth. Pretty that shitty. I, yeah. Unfortunately. Made me happy. I, I made me kind of happy too. I stayed away from that game betting wise. Oh, me so, too. But. But, yeah, I actually think we might actually get what's the Dodgers play tomorrow, Thursday. Play tomorrow. So, yeah, we actually might get a Sunday Dodger game, but it's probably going to be a day game. So, ugh. well, no, because there's only going to, there's only two games now. So, oh, yeah, they, you're right. They'll probably both be at least like five. Yeah. Plus, they might not want to go up against the NFL. And they so. might be different days. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah, let's any, move on. yeah, anyways. We're running long here, anyway. So, let's move on here. Uh, Last game, Monday night game, another snooze fest. Cardinals at home against the Jets. Cardinals. I hope the Jets can cast Palmer again. <laughs> if they can give him one good hard hit, his career might be over. Todd Ball's, pl Todd Ball's playing his old team. so Yeah, he's, he knows the calls. He knows 
what Bruce Aarons like to do. He's gonna he knows Bruce Aarons gonna be a retard and try to throw down the field, do seven step drops every time. I just get one of their corners off a nice slot fucking blitz, and I don't care if it's helmet to helmet, Blitzkrieg Palmer, and you basically end the Cardinals' run forever because you know we all know they're gonna search for another quarterback for the next fifteen years. Well. I mean, once again, Blitzkrieg him. We've talked about this last week a little bit after the Thursday game. Think he's gonna have happy feet after that hit? Well, not only on top of that, but if you're if you're a Cardinals fan, you saw the blueprint. Give David give David Johnson the ball. Oh, please Why? don't, please don't. For your purposes, yes. But if you're a Cardinal fan, you Arians, what are you doing? You could take a downfield shot here and there, but your bread and butter is this guy Johnson. He is a top three running back in the NFL right now. It's him, Ezekiel Elliott, and I don't one know offensive he, player of the week. Exactly, and he, I mean, I don't know what happened to uh, what's the kid from Notre Dame? I lost his name. Um, for who? The wide receiver for the Cardinals. Uh, from Notre Michael Dame? Floyd. Oh, Floyd. Yeah, what happened yeah, to that I kid? Yeah, he went to Notre Dame. Yeah, he went to Notre Dame. Yeah, and and then you have Fitz. he wants out. You want Fitz? You have Fitz who who's cleaning up in the slot position, but I mean, come on now. Now, yeah, if you're the Jets, he wants out. He wants out. He's not going to get a big contract. He's going to have to sign a one year somewhere. And I hope the 49ers pick him up. I'd be happy with. that. I'd be happy with Michael Floyd on the outside. Um, bring over a little bit of knowledge of what the Cardinals do. Go ahead and give him five to six million. Make <laughs> it all guaranteed and make, give him a prove it deal, and then sign him long term. If you're the Jets, Matt Forte um, continues to impress me. What I've seen of the Jets games, and I've watched a few of them so far, is that while he doesn't have the speed he used to, he can still see the holes, and he he still gets a little um, shiftiness to him, like I said earlier, and uh, and and hits those holes and and runs the ball well. Mm -hmm. Uh, Fitzpatrick has stay away from the turnovers. I believe they get Revis back this week, which will be a big help on defense. So, but they did lose Eric Decker for the yeah, season, that, that, which hurts. That, that hurts them. That hurts them. Um, Brandon Marshall is doing all that he can. Still had over a hundred yards last week. They were in the game for a little bit, but still there's a little bit too much. And I think, and I bet you anything, the Cardinals saw those deep passes that the Steelers were hitting. The difference is, is that the Steelers can do that. Well, yeah, you have and big the Cardinals ben. have yet to prove that they can do that this year. Because because Palmer can't throw the ball. But you know that Bruce Arians is going to want to take those five to seven drops. So blitz, creek, Palmer, give him one good shot underneath the chin, and you, then you have Stan, and this game becomes very winnable for you. Yeah, definitely. If you're Jets, you're the Jets. That's what you're, what you're looking at here. You are traveling across country, but granted, it's Sunday. It's Monday night, not not an early game. So, so yeah, if um, I'm. For me here, I'm taking the Jets and the points. I think the Jets, like we said, you have Todd Bowles, who's playing his old team. I like the 7.5. I think the Cardinals win. I'm going to take the Cardinals to win. But I, I like the Jets to cover the 7.5 here. It's a game that I wouldn't normally bet. In yeah, any I'm going to stay away from this. In any particular circumstances. But but I, I like that extra half a point there. So. Well, depending on what I do on Sunday, I might throw a little cheddar down on Monday just because I, I'll probably want a little bit of action. Carson Palmer. Probably... <laughs> Probably want a little bit of action. But the thing is, is that you need to get to Palmer in this game. And he's going to have happy feet. Trust me, he's going to have happy feet. Yeah. No, that that's the key. And, and 
hopefully when Revis back, they'll be able to send some blitzes the opposite direction and 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 Revis Burn Island. Burn Island, yeah, Jeez. yeah. Well, that kid got burned last week too. The, yeah. the the kid who was filling in for him. But um, anyways, if you're if you're if you're itching for some action, I would take the Jets plus seven and a half here. That's yeah, my personal pick. Yeah, if anything, I'm taking the Cardinals to win this game. And that's all dependent on Palmer if he plays the whole game. If not, this could swing, and I lie better right away. Yeah. So last thing here, let's let's get our unit picks of the week. Our three top top teams. Um, I'll I'll go first here on this one. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Panthers for three units this week. Panthers for three units. Yeah. Huh? Panthers minus three against the Saints here. Okay. I, like I said earlier this is a must win for the panthers and i think they can cover the three all right all right who's your first pick my first pick is tomorrow night's game i have the broncos covering three points Simeon back defense is going to be hungry it should be a rejuvenated refocused team after losing to atlanta minus three points three units that's actually was going to be my exact second pick and no we didn't talk about this earlier now i'm taking the broncos two here minus three with three units i just unfortunately don't trust this chargers team against this defense so i'm gonna i'm with you i'm taking the broncos minus three and and so i'm gonna with you i'll go last my last pick and i've kind of thought about this one a little bit i like the raiders i like the steelers in the teaser but i'm gonna go with the green bay packers minus four i'm gonna also take them for three units so for a total of nine units spread across three games this week try to make up some money i like the green bay packers minus four at home against the cowboys here I'm going to take Aaron Rodgers any day against a rookie QB. He is not he is not Andy Dalton. So, Okay, so who's your lock of the week that you're doing five on? I, I'm actually staying away from five this week. There, so no lock. There's no lock. I mean, if if I had to pick one. Yeah, which you do for this segment. For, well, I have to pick one of my teams to be a lock. I'm going to I'm gonna personally go with the Panthers minus three. Okay. I really like the Panthers in, in this game against the – just because I just don't – see them going one and five gotcha and so since mike skipped me i have two picks oh yeah (laughs) so my uh second pick is the eagles to cover minus two and a half i thought you gave two picks my bad dude no it's all good eagles minus two and a half um i'm gonna do three units on that against the washington redskins i think they come back refocused also coming off of a loss that they should have won hopefully ryan matthews hangs on to the ball i think carson Wentz is going to be a little sharper and i'm looking for that defense to Fix a lot of those leaks that they had um, last week against Detroit. My next one is the Packers also. Three units, cover the minus four. And for my lock of the week, take those Chiefs plus one. Five units on the Chiefs to knock down little brother, the Raiders. Knock them down, slap them silly, make their ass red. So you're going four games this week. Uh, well, I did three games and my lock. <laughs> and your lock. Okay, so you're going to do three games and a lock. So... You know what? I'm going to throw a fourth game in there too. So, <laughs> since you got a fourth game, I'm going to throw a fourth game and I'm going to take my I'm going to take I'm going to you know what? Pick my, switcher. No, 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 no. <laughs> Actually, my lock, I'm not going to throw any units on it cuz I don't want it to be considered cheating, but what I'm going to say here is my lock is a Steelers Patriots two team parlay or excuse me two team teaser we're going to tease down patriots to minus three against this horrible Bengals team that i am off the team that i thought that could win their division i don't know what i was thinking you're off of it i'm off of that already and after six weeks you're off this Bengals team all is right, horrible all right. 
And then I'm going to take the Steelers in Miami against a horrible Miami team to cover one and a half or yeah, yeah one, and, one a and a half here. So I, that is a, I, to me, the lock of the week there. So jump on that two team teaser before the spreads keep going up. I, I love that two team teaser, but a two team, what does that pay? Minus 110? Minus 110, minus 120, depending on your books. Something like that. See, with that, I would throw in one game as a money line just to, just to get into positive mode. Um, so I would take that two team and maybe throw something at you like, well, like you, a Seahawks win just to just to get it at at a plus one twenty. Well, you, you can't throw a money line in a in a oh, teaser. Oh, that's right, that's right. But what you can do is you can tease three teams, which will put you at plus one fifty. So if you were to throw in another teaser, I would throw in Seattle with that. I would. I, you could either throw Seattle or or even like we had talked about it because we're both 49er games. Throw, tease up the 49ers up to 13 and right, a half, 13 and, and, a half. and you could even do a six and a half point teaser and get that to 14 and whatever the rest would be and then you have a three team teaser here for plus 150 and and you're covering all kinds of bases i mean or you could look at maybe doing a three team money line parlay and play with the numbers on that and see if you get a better a better a plus or minus on that you could go packers money line steelers money line um, Patriots money line or maybe something along that range, somewhere yeah. in that range. A lot of possibilities out there. There's a lot of bad games this week, so there's a lot of money line and a lot of parlay potential. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much wraps everything up, guys. We're running a little bit long today, but we appreciate the listen. We're back on our Wednesday, so, so we'll cover the whole week. Uh, you can follow us on Sports Dive on, on uh, iTunes. Um, we're on SoundCloud, so you can hit us up on there. Uh, we got our Twitters. I am Mike dot Mike D dot TSD the Sports Dive on Twitter. Ron, what's your? Twitter? I'm at Ron underscore Sports Dive, and then at Ron underscore Ready on Instagram. If you want to give me a follow on there, also. Yeah, we appreciate the listens, guys. Keep spreading the word. You know, keep giving us some some listens too. We're back to our Wednesday format, so we're all good. We appreciate it, guys. Thanks. Let's win some money.